0: Hello and welcome to the C-Store Decisions Live podcast. I'm Erin Delcante, Executive Editor of C-Store Decisions Magazine. Thank you for joining us. Please sit back and enjoy as we talk all things convenience retailing. In just 10 short years, Charge Up Convenience Stores has grown from a single store operation to a 40-store chain with locations in Texas and Louisiana, with a goal of reaching 50 sites by 2021. Today, we're speaking with young executive entrepreneur Irfan Tajani, the founder, president, and CEO of Tajani Holdings, Inc., the parent company of ChargeUp. He has his eye on extensive growth throughout 2021 and beyond. Having arrived at 40 locations through a series of acquisitions, Charge Up is now set to reimage and renovate its stores while continuing to grow organically through acquisitions and setting its sights on ground-up builds. Simultaneously, the chain is planning to expand its food service offering, launch a new loyalty program, delve into electric vehicle charging, brand its deli program, and car washes, and innovate with new technology. For all this and more, c Decisions is recognizing Charge Up as a chain to watch in the year ahead. Today, Irfan is going to speak with us about how he got his start in convenience stores and the growth plans for Charge
1: Up moving forward.
0: Hi, Irfan. Welcome to
1: the podcast. Hey, Aaron. Thank you so much for this interview. And uh, I thank you for the opportunity, you, John, and, and the entire SeaStore Decision team. It's a pleasure.
0: Well, great. Well, we're excited to talk to you as well today. Uh, For our listeners, you are the CEO and the president of Tajani Holdings, Inc., which is the parent company of Charge Up Convenience Stores. You have convenience stores located in Texas as well as Louisiana. And to kick us off, um, I'd love it if you could tell our listeners a bit about the history of the company, you know, including when it was founded and how it has kind of grown to where it is today.
1: Absolutely, Erin. Um, so this all started back in 2009. I had no experience in c store industry. I migrated um, into the U.S. Um, pursuit of uh, an American dream. I had no clue what I was going to do. I did my bachelor's back home, and then I thought, you know, I would do my master's here, and then later on, work for some Fortune 500 company. But 2009 was a very, I came in in late 2009, and it was a very shaky time for the U.S. economy and also globally. The market had crashed. Unemployment was highest. Uh, fuel was, you know, like touching the sky, and a lot of businesses were struggling. Um, I had to make the ends meet, of course, so I started working um, at a gas station, $10 an hour, and I used to work. About 12, 13 hours a day, of course, we had to make the ends meet and, you know, kind of keep it going while I understand the market and see what I want to do with it. So I worked for the store for about six to eight months. And then that's when I realized that I want to be in a business which will always stay in fashion. Even if you need a job, you need to come to a store and get fuel and then later on go to where you want to go from point A to point B. That's what got me really interested um, to learn more about the business. So I took the route where I wanted to work with this guy at the store and uh, for about six to eight months and more like an assistant manager capacity. And I offered my services for free. I was like, I don't want you to pay me more. Um, I just want to learn everything inside and out, whatever I can learn. So after six or eight months, um, that's when I decided I had saved up a little bit of money back home uh, from where I was working. And then I got that money transferred over here. My dad, he also had saved up a little bit of money. I mean, I would say his entire life savings, which was not a lot, um, less than about $40,000. Um, and then when the money came down here, I used that money towards my first venture, becoming a minority partner into a store. And this is in uh, 2010. So after 2010, we, I got that store. It was pretty much uh, into a negative. Um, that was my first experience in a store. When I say negative, that means the store wasn't making any money. That's pretty much well, what I could afford at that time based on the investment that I had. From that point onwards, we I worked 18 hours a day, seven days a week for years and years. I also got married at that time. And uh, so my wife, Salma, we used to go to Walmart in the night, uh, fill up our cars with Sodas, fill up our cars with merchandise, and then in the morning, five a.m. out to leave. It's it's about an hour drive from my house at that time, and then to go to the store and set everything up and run the shift. I was, I was pretty much doing everything at the store because we have to make money, uh, you know. So whatever you could make and be at the register, um, upselling, taking care of the customers, and be more and kind of build a business around. So. Fast forward coming from 2010, and then after about two, three years, about 2013, my siblings joined me. And my brother, he used to also work at a store with me. Um, At that time, I had grown into about three locations um, from 2010 to 2013. And he used to manage one of the locations. And that was the time, 2013, when we felt that we really want to grow. Because the competition keeps on growing, uh, we have all these bigger chains coming up, and um, so I wanted to make sure that we have locations which are generating good volumes for us so we can sustain in the business and not only sustain but also grow. That's when we decided it took us a while for us to kind of you know get around it and find the right opportunity where we wanted to grow um, organically and because again we Did not have that finances. We did not have any backing by any financial institutions or hedge funds or banking. So whatever it was coming, it was coming um, by bootstrapping everything. Um, So we had to be super, super sure about what we get into because we didn't want to, we cannot afford to lose money. So from 2013 onwards, we started focusing, Hey, how we want to grow this chain. We started working um, day and night. We got our first locations out of town in 2015. And me and my brother, my brother's name is Osmond. We used to work Monday to Saturday, uh, Monday to Friday, more like, in town. And then later on, in the weekend time, we used to drive four to five hours from Houston and working weekends. And this went on for years. My brother left us last year. Um, May, May uh, God bless his soul. Uh, oh, I'm was so young. sorry. Yeah. Thank you, um, but uh, yeah, he was, he was very young, uh, but uh, he, he fought a very tough battle, uh, but he passed away last year, so he was, he was really important to me, not only uh, in terms of my business perspective, but also emotionally, he was more like a son to me. My sister, Sultana, she used to work at a sandwich shop and uh, making catering orders from seven to four, and then after four o'clock, she would do our books. You know, we want to cost the maximum cost that we can. We're going to save the maximum cost we can. So she used to do our books after 4 o'clock up until 8 p.m., making sure the orders are right, um, everything's being entered into right, all the banking and everything. So we, we're a family-owned company. And um, so we do everything. We have seen everything. I've, I've, I've changed trash bags. I've cleaned toilets. I've run the register. I've hooked up the pump. Same thing with my brother. And everything, like we learned everything from, from the very basic level. Fast forward from that to 2020, um, right now we stand strong with uh, 40 plus locations and we are completely family owned. We currently operate within the state of Texas and Louisiana. Uh, we branched out in Louisiana about two years ago and uh, we are in all different pockets of the Louisiana market. We like that market a lot. We like uh, the state of Texas a lot. We, of course, this is our home. And uh, right now, we're working. You know, with different markets as far as uh, with Texas is concerned. We're into Houston. We're in Beaumont. Uh, we're in East Texas, West Texas, and all across the place. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right now we are at 40 plus locations, and uh, we have bigger, big plans for this year too. Things have kind of slowed down because of the COVID, but uh, you know, things mm-hmm. are picking back up right. Um,
0: Wonderful. And so the true American dream here is, is what we're talking about, you know, and in the family-owned business, when did you start using the name charge up on your convenience stores? It, was that from the very first store that you started with, or did that kind of evolve over time?
1: Um, so there's a very interesting story regarding this uh, charge of name. So we came up with this name about, uh, I would say three years ago, once we grew to a level where we were crossing 20 plus sites then people used to ask us, our vendors used to ask us, hey, what's your name? i was like, yeah, we don't have a name. You know, we never kind of focus on that aspect of it. So let's just kind of, you know, brainstorm together and see what name can we come up with. So our initial name was Fuel Guys. And then my sister is like, hey, you got Fuel Guys in there. What about me? I'm like, yeah, that's right." So we, we, we wanted to come up with a name, which um, also was because electric cars are coming through. And we did not want to associate ourselves only with the fuel part because we want to grow. We will be growing into double digits, um, And we don't want to isolate ourselves with just having a fuel limb to it. We wanted a name which can relate to the future as well. So that's where we came up with the name charge up. So tomorrow if we have um, electric chargers at our sites along with fuel, the charge up goes with everything else. So you can do a charge up your thirst, charge up your fuel, charge up your gas, whatever you want to call it. It's a very multi-purpose name. So that's nice. how the name came in. Yeah.
0: Nice. And so speaking of fuel, as you mentioned fuel in there, you know, what gas brands are you currently partnering with?
1: So we're um, partnering up with all the major brands. Uh, currently we deal with uh, Shell, Exxon, Mobil, uh, Chevron, Texaco, And Valeros.
0: And what would you say makes Charge Up a unique convenience store chain? What's special about your chain?
1: So Charge Up, we are a family-owned company, and we take a lot of pride in that. Um, We are very well connected uh, to our customer base. Uh, We don't we do not have one specific formula for all our stores. Um, It depends where we at. Uh, Truck stop is dealt with differently, versus a store which is on a freeway exit, versus a store which is in a neighborhood. So we are very well connected to our customer base. We incentivize um, our managers to take feedbacks from our customers. So we, we take a lot of pride in that, where we can connect with our customers and provide services and provide products um, exactly of what they're looking for in the store. So this is their neighborhood store. This is their location where they could come. They could stop by with their family. We, we really, really um, look after that. We Our locations need to be safe, uh, well lit up. And everyone, I mean, if you want to drive to our location and, you know, take a restroom break or you want to grab a quick coffee, we want to be that one destination stop for you. This is what we work towards.
0: Great. And tell me a little bit more about the design of the stores. I know you mentioned that you have a lot of different applications. So, you know, for example, is there a a certain range of square footage uh, that your stores kind of are inside of? uh, And is there a certain color scheme that aligns the stores? You know what? Tell me about the design.
1: So on the design aspect of it, we um, we do organic growth. Um, So we buy single units. We buy multiple Mm -hmm. units. And when we do that, we, when we're acquiring a package, the the stores are by default designed automatically. Um, So we take it as is. So our smallest format is about 1200 square feet. And our biggest format is a truck stop, let's say on about 10,500 square feet. So it all depends, it all depends. Once um, we're also focusing towards, um, you know, building ground up locations, So when we get to that phase, that's when we will come up with our own, um, you know, more like a precise design and size of exactly what we want to do. But I I still feel that that's going to be not consistent. Um, It's going to depend um, from, you know, location to location. Some locations will have a co-branded food option. Some won't. Some will have a car wash into it. Um, So it all depends.
0: Great. And what if any food service are you offering today? And is that different depending on location? Uh, tell me about your food service offerings.
1: Yeah. So we um, we have a lot of food services. Uh, I mean, uh, all of our stores in Louisiana, ninety percent of them, are um, have delis in them. Um, so we have a lot of local deli. Uh, we have dining options as well. And then we also have concepts like Gun Pizza and Crispy Crunchy and some other brands, local brands, and the stores. Um, We're also looking into venturing into a co-branding option, which is connect with one of the tier one uh, QSRs, uh, the major brands, and have a co-branding option with our stores too. We're, We're looking into that as well because food is, I think, a very essential item now. A lot of people uh, don't have time to stop or have a proper lunch in a restaurant, so that's when they want to go towards a place where they can fuel up, they can get their tobacco, they can other uh, needs, and also their food. So yeah, that's what we're inclined towards. But food is, uh, food is pretty heavy with us too at this moment.
0: And if I heard you correctly, you mentioned that in Louisiana, some of the stores have deli programs. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I mean 90% of the stores in Louisiana, um, Louisiana is very deli driven. So all the stores, they look for some kind of food program. We are in uh, three different regions within the Louisiana market, and 90% of our stores have in So Cool. Can
0: you can you tell me a little bit more about what types of uh, offering? Like, is the deli proprietary? What kind of offerings uh, are at the deli?
1: We do have a set menu that we have tested over the years. We have one store over at East Texas site where we do about $20,000 worth of deli. It's unbranded, and it's, it's very busy, and it's a airport store. So we have experimented over the years, and we have come up with a menu, which, which consists of chicken, consists of a little bit of beef, some vegetarian options, and some rice options. So we do have about 10 to 15 um, uh, line items in the menu, and we take that specific menu and implement everywhere else. And then later on, based on customers' feedback, uh, we change them around but we do work off uh, some kind of basic guidelines on tested initially, like internally during our company.
0: Very cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then another, another big area of expansion for convenience stores these days tends to be technology. What is ChargeUp doing uh, when it comes to technology? For example, are you doing anything with apps, loyalty, order ahead, mobile payment, or, or anything technology-based uh, that you'd like to talk about?
1: Yes, so, well, uh, technology has been has been really big, uh, and uh, you know we we believe not from now, but since years and years, and we've been working on it. We've been improving from we, we implemented technology back when we had uh, our we took over our fourth store, uh, in in the terms of uh, getting a back office at that time. So we believe that the efficiency will only come and drive from technology. Um, and especially with this coronavirus, virus, uh, unfortunately this event has taught us a lot of things and, um, technology where, as you mentioned, uh, the pickup deliveries like Grubhub and Uber Eats and all that, I think that C stores, they need to be equipped with the same capability as well, um, where we can offer services, um, to our customers where we can, you know, do a curbside kind of pickup. In terms of getting that implemented, we are already in talks with our back office how to implement that because there are two different ends to a a technology. Um, First, you have to adapt the technology and also execute it. It is part of our plan. Uh, We are heavily working, focused towards getting a loyalty program launched for charge of stores. So um, any of our 40 locations and uh, plus as added. Um, anywhere who has a charge-up card, they will be getting reaping rewards if they buy you know, sodas or they go do a combination of fuel and something else, They will be gathering points which they can utilize, and they can use that card anywhere they want, between Texas and Louisiana, and anywhere sites. So our first mission is to focus on loyalty right now, and then later on, going towards how we can offer services like curbside and pickups.
0: Great. And do you have an estimate of when you're hoping to have the new loyalty program rolled out? Will that be uh, still in 2020 or are you looking at 2021?
1: It was supposed to launch uh, very near to December 2020 uh, initially. Uh, but due to the current situation right now, things have pushed back a little. Um, we're still trying um, our level best to get that implemented because once it's implemented, it's going to take about two to three months for us to test that out as well. So after factoring that in, I would say if not December, then I would say by early next year, 2021, we will be coming up with that charge up loyalty program again, it will be usually marketed at our stores and hopefully, hopefully we're able to get that kicked in in December. That's our initial plan.
0: Now, what other departments do you offer that might be a little special or not typical to a traditional convenience store? For example, do you have any car washes? Are you looking into electric vehicle charging? What, what's special about uh, your chain in terms of departments?
1: So we currently do offer car washes at our site. We have, I think, over 15 plus car washes at the sites currently. I think car wash is, um, is again, a very integral part of it, but it depends on site to site. Along with that, we're also in talks with electric chargers, companies that are currently providing uh, for the installation for our site. So we have to go through a set of uh, approvals from the brand, um, also with the city, but we're in the process of that. Very soon, we will be testing out about five of our sites where we'll be installing the, uh, the chargers so cars could come and they could charge. Um, average time for a car charge is about 30 to 45 minutes and that gives the customer to come in and check out the Charger brand, potential customers who are not familiar with the brand they can come and shop around and give us a chance. That's what we're focusing towards right now and along with that, one of the very important segments that we're trying to offer with our stores is the cold brand option with the food. So that'll be something unique.
0: Great. And for your car washes, do those have a specific name? Are they all branded under one name or do they have uh, various names?
1: No, um, as I said, we were not focused towards names at all, and we were strictly focused towards growing. And uh, now, I mean, we are in the process. It was supposed to be happening last year, uh, but we're still in the process right now. We will be coming up with a name for all our car washes. We'll be coming up with a name for all our delis and stores for our stores. There's a big, big branding expense that we're incurring by next year um, to get all our stores into one umbrella unified and maybe also with the color scheme too. Depends. I mean, we're still in talks with that, for the designers.
0: Very exciting. So Charge Up is a chain that we are recognizing in our, uh, our July issue as a chain to watch in the year ahead. So I'm wondering, in your opinion, what do you think makes Charge Up a chain to watch?
1: Charge Up is a brand which we grew from the very basic level. And I'm not talking about 15, 20 years, I'm talking about 10 years, 11 years. So we grew from one store to where we are right now. So when someone looks at the Charge Up brand, I want them to also get influenced by the brand that if you know, someone else has done it, so they can also do it. We are very hands-on, we are very driven, we are very focused. And what Charge Up has done over the years is that we have listened to our customers. And it has really worked for us. We have taken risks. We have gotten to different markets. And each time we have done that, each time we've gotten a location which is not doing good, which, is, which has the potential, but has been run down. Um, the key to the success is hard work and also the feedback from the customers. So ChargeUp is a brand that has been developed for the past 10, 11 years. And I can guarantee that in the next 10 years, we'll be doubling our numbers. And we, we want to be recognized as one of the top 10 players in the market. That's the plan. So Great. Keep a, keep a look out for it. Yep.
0: And I, I feel like you may have already answered this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, uh, you know, to, to give you a chance to kind of go through some of it again. You know, how would you say ChargeUp is growing right now, whether that's through store count or new programs, you know, what defines your growth right
1: now? So we have both the aspects right now. So we have CapEx budget for our um, existing stores that we are putting in the pipeline to be renovated in terms of from imaging to the building size. Some stores are getting extended um, and we are putting some more offerings um, in terms of the food, potentially some car wash through the site too. The other site that's going to help us um, grow the volume by site and capture more customer base. The other aspect, which is very important that we've been very, very focused on and we will be focused on in the future, is that to grow organically. So we have done several acquisitions um, from single unit stores to multiple store units. And even right now, we're under contract with multiple ones. So we're we're looking towards acquiring the existing assets and growing our numbers. Along with that, the third aspect is that we're currently looking into, I had mentioned earlier as well, is building ground-up locations. But again, there are different aspects to it in terms of the time consumption for a gun location versus buying an existing site. But um, all these three channels is what we're focused towards, and this is how we're going to grow.
0: Great. And so right now, obviously, we're in the middle of a, of a global pandemic, and COVID-19 has been changing business for a lot of chains. How would you say COVID-19 is affecting your business right now?
1: Um, well, COVID-19, it has... Surely shook the entire globe. I mean, um, everyone from every part of the you know, universe has been you know, affected either directly or indirectly by it. Um, no one really expected what to expect, um, the reactions and the actions on that. And I mean, it's, it's something that we've we never heard of. We also, as Chain, uh, there were a lot of challenges. So, um, especially for that matter, Louisiana was under a very strict lockdown. Uh, everyone was supposed to quarantine going in and going out and uh, our managers uh, could not get out of it we couldn 't go into the market so there's just surely we have learned a lot from this from this entire entire situation and as I said um, initially that this has given us an opportunity to kind of take a step back and understand of how we can make this business even more service friendly to our customers and so there was times where people were you know not coming out of their house to buy something or to fuel up. So how can we help them um, you know, drive their their needs and their drive whatever they want they can order from us and we can take that to them. Um, and I hope that um, in the future years or this year, especially with NAG and nax and all these um, associations and they're able to come up with some topics which you can kind of fill us in. We're, we're trying to take all the precautions we can and uh, we're trying to learn from exactly what had happened and how we can improve this. But surely we have understood the fact that customers, I think, drive-through is one of the bigger elements that we have noticed so far in curbside. Uh, because again, even myself, initially when this um, started happening at that time, no one was comfortable getting out of their car or going to a store, because of which the sales dropped and the fuel dropped and everything else dropped. But uh, you know, if we could provide services where they don't have to come in anywhere. They could just come outside the uh, you know the store and uh, notify us through through an app or give us a call we can come outside and take care of them so that's that's what we're we'll focusing towards and we'll be definitely implementing that as well as a test for our stores
0: Wonderful. So, you know, we've talked about, you spoke earlier about uh, your goals of growing organically, uh, both acquiring and looking to the potential for new builds. Can you elaborate a bit more about your goals for the future uh, heading through the rest of 2020 and 2021? Uh, You know, what what do you see coming?
1: I see a great potential. I mean, uh, it's right now the market is very good um, in terms of for the buyers, believe it or not. So there are a lot of opportunities out there. It's just a matter of who is ready um, to take over and uh, turn those sites around. Um, so currently, we are under contract on, on more than a few sites at this moment. And um, by December 2020, I think we're looking at acquiring another seven to eight assets, um, and which is going to be a big year for us because we'll be going over 50 very soon. That's the plan.
0: But things exciting. might
1: slow down a little bit, but
0: great. And what yeah. would you say your overall vision is for your
1: company going forward? Charge is a brand that we want people to associate. Um, we want families, we want uh, singles, we want everyone, all, every individual. Um, we want them to feel safe when do they come to the brand. When, when they come and shop with us, we want it to be a friendly store in terms of all the aspects from the services being offered the customer service and we want to become a destination stop for all our customers. And when I say destination stop, I know this word has been used a lot of times, but when I say destination stop, that means that we want our customers to come and find everything from A to Z at our stores in terms of the merchandising, let it be the fuel. If they have one car, which is fueling up another car um, that wants to get charged. They can come to our store and do both. If they want to dine in, uh, we need to have. We're working on that concept too, where we're going to have one dine-in concept, which is going to have the extended menu of offering that you can get something in a restaurant, and also a quick service restaurant serving burgers and everything else. So we want to have everything for everyone. So we are looking towards expanding and investing money into our existing locations and the locations we're going to acquire in the future with the same concept, where we can extend and offer all the amenities to to all our customers. That's what our plan is.
0: Wonderful. And I wanted to to highlight, um, you know, C-Store Decisions, we uh, we're very focused on our young executives organization and our, uh, we do the 40 under 40 and our December issue. So I wanted to point out or ask, you are a young executive, correct? You're under 40.
1: I am. Uh, I am 35 years old.
0: Wonderful. So what Mm -hmm. is your entrepreneurship advice for other convenience store retailers or even other young executives who are, are looking at what you've built here and, and thinking, you know, how can I do that too?
1: Well, um, I think the best example would be, you know, how Steve Jobs has said back then that um, you love what you do. Um, I think my version of that is that love will not cut it anymore because the competition is fierce you need to be obsessed with what you do in order to achieve what you want to achieve um you know looking at the market right now let it be c store uh let it be any other market there's a lot of competition there's a lot of competition so why would someone come and shop with you uh, why why does you know bank look at you and give you the money that you need to grow with why why would someone do that um the why is that you need to you need to be you know ready to be misunderstood this is what i would tell all the entrepreneurs you need to be ready to be misunderstood because when you're progressing when you are growing a lot of people look at you and they have their own perspective but you know what it doesn't really matter what matters is end of the day what have you built for yourself and what is your vision if you're satisfied internally that you're growing and you're doing the right thing then you should keep on doing that it might not give you the results right away um, it took us a long time. I mean, from 2010 to 2015, for me, it's a long time, um, you know. And for some people, it was very aggressive, you know. But as far as we were concerned, we were very focused on how we want to grow, where we want to grow, and what do we want to extract out of it. So you got to be ready. you got to work. you got to outsmart. you got to outwork everyone. I don't believe I'm the smartest guy in the block, but I can surely bet you that I'm one of the hardworking ones um, so you need to be very focused, you need to believe in the almighty, uh, you know, work very hard and, uh, work smartly, but work hard. I mean, you have to work hard in order to achieve your, your goals and dreams and anything is possible. That's what I believe. So my advice to the entrepreneurs will be if, if Elon Musk can sell moon, then you can sell anything on earth. So don't hold yourself back. Go at it with full force.
0: Good advice. Good advice. Yep. Well, great. Well, Irfan, thank you for sharing uh, about your how you started your company and all about Charge Up with us today. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with our listeners.
1: Of course, Erin. It was it was a pleasure. Thank you once again. Have a blessed day.
0: Have a great day.
1: You, Aaron. Thank you so much.
0: You've been listening to the C-Store Decisions Live podcast. For more podcasts, Visit cstoredecisions.com or follow me on Twitter at cstored underscore Aaron. That's cstored underscore E-R-I-N.